No joke. We look down the street at the intersection and there's a Ross right there. And there he goes, look, 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 there's a Ross. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. And Larry, Larry jokes around and goes, I can feel him. I love him. Oh yes. <laughs>
you know, I came from a very Hispanic culture that, you know, I worked my I worked my very best in life to like not get in trouble. That was my goal. My right. goal wasn't don't do anything wrong. My goal was don't get in trouble. So, um, you know, that's not the best goal when you're at Bethel. Like, you know, they got all these prophetic guys that like look into your soul. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they do all that. So I think I was just kind of a scared kid rolling into school and um, just really hard for me to, to get acclimated to the actual culture, even after being here for a few years, yep. you know, the actual culture of, oh, you're going to be vulnerable. You're going to be open. You're going to take risk. I'm like, I'm not a big risk taker. You know, failure is not anything I enjoy. And, and somehow the school is requiring it a bit. So mm -hmm. yeah, it was challenging for sure. You know, and I, we had Chris consistently, yep. um, in the environment, he was basically running the school with yep. a few other people. And so when I applied to the school years ago, he answered the phone. Oh like yeah. I called the, I called the <laughs> church and he was like, yep, Chris Mellon. <laughs> I was like, I oh. hear you're running a school. Can I come? He's like, sure, you can come. Yeah, and he totally. accepted over the phone. Oh yeah, it's yeah. like I mean, there was like 30 people in my first year class, mm -hmm. I think, and then my second year class was like 14 or something yeah. like that. It was crazy. Come so. on, okay, so you you've been in this thing from the beginning because when I first met Bill it was 99. Yeah, he was at a conference with Randy out in uh, Massachusetts, where I'm from, and I was saved like two months. But Bill was going around telling all these messages of things that were happening here in Bethel. Like, I don't know, do you remember the one where he talked about pouring coffee into his plant? Yep. And mm -hmm. like the Roadrunner? The Roadrunner story, that was, yeah, that was a few years after school. Oh yeah, all the crazy stuff. Yeah. I mean, we, all the testimonies he shared in the early days, he had testimonies for sure that mm -hmm. were his, but he never shared his. Mm -hmm. He only shared other people. So right. school was, school was amazing and nuts. When did it skyrocket? Like, cause there was a time, I think when I called, there was like 50 students. It was like first, yeah, I think it, it was doubled, third year. I think it doubled every year mm -hmm. for the first, like, gosh, almost 10 years. Okay. I think it just doubled, every, you know, so my class was 30, I think the next class was 60. And then, um, you know, it just kind of yeah. kept growing and growing. So, um, it was weird. I mean, it was great, but at the time, you know, we'd have these prophetic guys come in. I remember we had Bobby Connor, mm -hmm. you know, and, oh, yeah. and, you know, for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, He's seen every sin I've ever done ever. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But but it was amazing and crazy. And they would give these prophetic words about school. And they're like, I, I remember, I distinctly remember a word where somebody said, hey, you're, there's going to be a line of cars down the hill and people are going to be waiting to get into church. And everybody was like, nah, <laughs> there's no way. Like, who wants to come here? This right. is Reading. Right. You know, the biggest thing we have is the is the Mount Shasta Mall, which is horrible. It's you know, been so, there four times <laughs> this is over good. five years. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, it was pretty incredible to watch it grow and develop and yeah. become become what it is today is is pretty nuts, you know. So Yeah, it's like I mean, it's the it's where it, I don't know. It's where everybody goes. It's there isn't yeah. you don't hear of too many other ministry schools. I know um We don't talk about those. Hillsong has a We don't we don't talk, we don't talk about I don't even know. I, mean, I don't know even what? know who has. I yeah, know. I don't I don't know who's got them. So But people come from all over the globe. They change their whole entire lives. Oh, yeah. They leave their families they move their, you know, jobs to come out here and be a part of the school. Do you do you yeah. feel pressure in that? Yes. Okay. One hundred percent. I mean, I think you should. Yeah. Right. I think that the the pressure to give them the best experience possible in school is definitely something that you feel all the time, and 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 you feel the weight of that. Mm -hmm. You know, when people um, people leave everything and bring their whole families and come here, or you know, leave. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think it's bad pressure. I, I think it's it's you know, good. It's yeah. Good, good for us. Come on. Okay, so one of the things I wanted to ask you was you've been around from the beginning, you know, like you mentioned Bobby Connor. Yeah. You know, Bobby, I think for a lot of this, a lot of generations around here now, they, they have no idea who he is. Oh, listen, it's, <laughs> I'll tell you what, 
we had uh, last year in school, I, I, one of the things I, I love to do is I bring Bill in and we just ask questions. So I asked Bill questions about early day stuff and he mentioned um, uh, Toronto, right? And the revival that happened in Toronto. And then he asked the students, how many of you know about uh, Toronto and, you know, and the revival there, right? Uh, the renewal. And I think out of a school of 600 students, maybe half raised really? their hand. Yeah, and, and I mean, sad for me, but, but Bill teared up. And he was sad. Yeah. That and so he's after we got done, we were walking off, and he turned to me and said, "Make sure they know." And then he left me, kind of like Godfather status. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, yeah, we'll do that." But uh, but yeah, even even that, like yeah. people just, I think the, you know, whatever this up and coming, you know, generation doesn't doesn't know. Isn't that so, crazy? Like for me, I got saved ninety nine. Toronto had been going on four years, mm -hmm. so I came right into it, like right when it was just starting to spread globally. Yeah. Is when, I, is when I got saved. And I, I only, it took me years to actually make it out to Toronto. And by the time I made it out there, it was like, you know, things were kind of mm -hmm. calming calming down. But it's so strange that literally this whole thing is built off of, of course, Jesus. Yeah, but yeah. But it's this one moment that took place in Toronto. Totally. And it's changed everything. It's oh, literally, yeah. it's changed the face face of Christendom. So so people like Bobby, people like, um, you know, John Paul, we're talking about dreams, John mm -hmm. Paul Jackson. Uh, you know, he's he's passed away. Yeah. Bob Jones. Those Bob early Jones, days. Larry Randolph was here early yeah, days dude, all Larry. the time. Larry's the man. I bro. love oh, that yeah. man so much. Oh, yeah. He's he's great. When I was a kid, I was just in school. I think it was out of my second year. And I um, it took me a whole. So you have to prophesy, right, when you're in, mm -hmm. when you're in school. That's a requirement. Well, I made it through all of first year without giving anyone a prophetic word. Like, I don't know how I did this. It was strategic. <laughs> and I made it. And it, not until the very last day. And the very last day, um, uh, we prophesied over each other, and I was forced to give some kind of word, and so it kind of highlighted, you know, some stuff in me. But I remember uh, they had conferences, mm -hmm. and because I was w wasn't married yet, I don't think, but I was hanging out with Leah. I got yeah. to be in the in the green room, which sounds really cool. Except it, you've been Dude, in it enough; it's not, cool. <laughs> yeah, the green room. So, <laughs> yeah, but this is a nicer green room than totally. what we have. Do you know what I mean? Nicer. Like, so our green room is like a classroom that has round tables in it. So. Um, I felt like I had this, this word, I don't know how to explain it, like for Larry. And now I go, I had a word for Larry, but yeah. back then I'm just like, I'm stressed and what do I do? And Benny actually, um, who's like my saving grace in this, you know, at this moment in my mm -hmm. life, you know, a mom says, you should give it to him. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I can ask, I'm stressed. I can't, what if, you know, and, and she just kind of says, Hey, Gabe's got a word for you and just leaves me, you know, and <laughs> walks away. And I'm like, oh crap. So he's like, what is it? So I tell him just what I feel, and it's about his family, which yeah. I don't know his family from anything. And right. I give him this thing, and this dude sits and talks to me for probably half an hour, mm -hmm. some kid he doesn't know. And then we develop a relationship, and you know, he, he ends up moving to Reading mm -hmm. uh, for a bit in his life. And in that, he's like, hey, why don't you just go with me places? And so he like let me tag along. Really? These different, yeah, these different conferences and places. And and I'm not the, like, I'm not a prophetic guy, but he would teach me. He would. He would say, hey, you want to come on stage with me? Mm -hmm. And we'll prophesy together. And I'm like, oh, that would be amazing. And I'm a kid, right? I'm like, oh, this is right, going right. to be awesome. I'm going to give these prophetic words. It's going to be great. And right before he would start, he would turn to me and go, hey, just FYI, um, really quickly, don't say anything. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to look kind of stupid. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's all right. Just don't say anything. And then um, he would give all those prophetic words, and I would just stand there. And he wouldn't even like look at me. Wouldn't. And then after we got done... We would go through those people, and he's like, "Hey, remember that girl? Mm -hmm. What did, What do you think about? What did you What did you get okay. about that?" And he would just check it and make sure I was right. 
and trying to figure That's it out. So smart. Yeah, he was great. And so we had a relationship like that where he yeah. would, he just helped to grow me and develop me and all that stuff. And Dude. and uh, and then he would start to let me like, hey, why don't you give that person a prophetic word? And okay. he will let me go first because his are always better. Do you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> so, he's yeah. amazing. Yeah, he, he's one of the greatest. Pro- I, like this is my opinion. I think he's one of the greatest prophets. Oh, in in the entire movement, I think he has a teaching gift as good as the greatest teachers. In oh, the I think he's a great teacher. His stories to me, I learned the most in like, you know, you probably had like drives to the airport mm-hmm. and car rides. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and, and his prophetic gift was, I remember an airplane one day, I remember an airplane one day, flying, I'm sitting next to him and uh, he wakes up like out of a, kind of out of a sleep, kind of startled awake and he looks around and he looks like he's wanting something and he kind of lays back down and I'm like, hey, are, do you need something? He's like, nah. He goes, it's just, you know, I just don't like where we're at. And I'm like, what do you mean? We're in, a, we're in an airplane. <laughs> what, is, what is that? Are we, are we going to die? die? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? And he said, no, we're over Denver. I don't, I don't like, I'm not a big fan. And I'm like, no, how do you know? We're over Denver. And he's like, we are. Check. And he went back to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I called this, the, the flight attendant over. I'm like, hey, can you tell me like where we're at on the thing? And he's like, yeah, let me check. So she came back. And he's like, yeah, we just, we just passed Denver. Yeah. And I was like, so I asked him later, I'm like, what, what's the matter with Denver? He's like, I don't know. Me and Denver don't get along. So like, Dude, yeah, I miss, stuff like I, that. I miss that. Like oh. there's, I don't see as many, of, and maybe it's just because I'm older and I'm now doing the stuff, but like, I don't, I don't see as many of those stories. Oh, like, his stories like we are used nuts. to see back in the day, yeah. man. Larry, he calls me up randomly. Uh, and almost every time he calls me, it's on my birthday. Oh, well. And he doesn't, you know him. Like, yeah. He doesn't. No, know he doesn't anything. think. He doesn't think through that. No, like he, he's just like, oh, okay. Well, I guess that's why I called you. Have a good, have a good. Oh day. yeah. Uh, I, I met, I met Larry in Moravian Falls. We moved back from Mozambique. My wife and I and our two oldest, and we're in uh, a friend's house, middle of nowhere, uh, Moravian Falls. Have you ever been out there? Uh, no, it's just, weird. Uh, yeah, but anyway, we can talk about that later. Uh, and we're, I was playing a Guitar Hero at like a party. With like a bunch mm. of adults and like so there's a couple of us younger guys in a room like playing larry walks in because he was living out there at the time yeah he sees all the people and goes like i want to be in here with you guys and we played guitar hero oh he's for, a good guitar player like in is. real life he's like yeah. a blues guy mm-hmm. from he was a, he wanted to be a musician yeah. back in the day so i think he put an album out like a yeah. year or two ago oh really yeah yeah he's, he's got crazy i mean his stories are crazy we were i tell you a funny larry story he loves i don't know if he still does but he loves ross I don't know. He's like country. So Larry's like, like the like the, clo- the like clothing, the, the okay. cheap clothing place. Like he's super country, right? This, yeah. His oh. stories are nuts, right? Of him growing up, but I don't know why he just loves Ross. So when I was a, when I was here, he would call me randomly and be like, "Hey, what are you doing right now?" I'm like, "Nothing." He's like, "Come to my house." <laughs> so I go to his house, and he'd be like waiting in the truck, and he had this old crappy, like yeah. Chevy, messed up from like the '70s truck, mm-hmm. and we'd get in it, and and uh, I'm like, "What are we doing?" He's like, "We're going shopping." And I'm like, what, why, why? Here's what he told me the first time he said, cause I'm broke. And I'm like, what? What does that mean? Oh yeah. I was like, well, that sounds like a bad plan. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're going shopping, you're broke. And we'd go to Ross and he'd buy like a t-shirt or something like that. And yeah. here's what he told me one day. And it honestly, I was like, wow, there's wisdom in there. He said, uh, we're just going to go buy something small because I'm not never gonna let my circumstances tell me what I can't do. And so he's like, I don't got any money right now. We're going to go. And he'd buy like a $5 shirt just because. That's awesome. Yeah, but he loved Ross. And I was with him in, in um, gosh, where were we at? Somewhere, Cleveland, somewhere. Mm-hmm. And we were driving. This is another crazy Larry story. We were driving down the road. And, you know, it's me and Larry in the backseat. Laura, yeah. his wife, is oh, in yeah. the front. Love and, her. and the driver. And Larry goes, hey, y'all got a Ross here? And the driver goes, no, I don't think so. And Larry sits back. And 
he's, we're still driving. Then we come to a stoplight and he's like, you ain't got a Ross here? Driver's like, no, I don't think so. And Larry said, you know what Ross is? And the driver's like, at the clothing place. Yeah. yeah. And Larry looks at me and goes, there's a Ross here. There's a Ross here. And no joke. We look down the street at the intersection and there's a Ross right there. And there he goes, look, 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 there's a Ross. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. And Larry, Larry jokes around and goes, I can feel him. I love him. Oh, yeah. He's, this is so crazy. So crazy. He, I'm like, this man is nuts. He is nuts. Okay, so I... I prayed, like, personally. I was like, Lord, I want some guns. I mm. prayed this prayer. That's a good prayer. It's a great <laughs> yeah, prayer. Yeah, great prayer. I didn't have any. I had mm. one. And I was like, Lord, I want some guns. And two weeks later, Larry Randolph walks up to me. He hands me a shotgun. He goes, the Lord told me to give this to you. And it's just the beginning. That year, I was given nine guns. Oh. Like, no, I still have that. It's a it's a garbage. It had like blood on it too. He's like, oh, I no. picked it up and somebody gave it oh, to yeah. me. No, he's got crazy stuff. I he called me one day and we were talking and he's like, oh, just so you know, my phone's tapped. And I was like, what? And he ended up he was giving he gave somebody a prophetic word on like a FBI somebody. Yeah. And so they called him and said, hey, just so you know, like we got to do this. It's part of our deal for mm -hmm. a while. So he's like, don't say anything stupid. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's okay, crazy. Yeah. So that I. I met him and we, we became close in, in Moravian Falls. And that place was like a hotbed for just oh, yeah. crazy stuff. I went to, uh, oh, uh, John, John Paul, no, not John Paul Jackson. Who's the, the prophet? Rick Joyner? No, the other prophet that lived there. He moved out to California. I think he, I don't know if he's still Bob alive. Bob Jones is there. Away. You know this prophet. He's like <laughs> one of the biggest ones. Paul uh, Kane. Yes. That guy, okay. Paul Kane. So Paul Kane had a cabin there. And then yeah. he, he boogied. When, All when those big prophetic guys. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is, it's crazy. And we would go, I went into his house. So my buddy ended up renting his house. He, Paul Kane left fast and he left all of his stuff there. And they went in to clean up his house. Uh, and they found the craziest stuff in his house. Like notebooks <laughs> of meeting with presidents. He's oh. like, oh, just put it all in the garage. So like, I, I go to this house and I start snooping around, man. Of course you do. Yeah. Of course. Like, you don't <laughs> so, get how many opportunities yeah. you get to like gently rummage through okay paul kane's stuff yeah. and i saw his car in the driveway like he had a he, he left it it was like a volvo xc you know it was all deflated the tires were were flat and i was like i want that i told my buddy i said call give me give me a give me paul kane's number so i call him up he's like hey i said my name is will hart he goes you want to buy my volvo don't you and I was like, I do. He's like, you're going to offer me a check for $1,000 for it. I said, yes. He, and he's like, I'm putting the title in the mail right now. He's like, I've been waiting for you to call. We, like, we would call maybe once a month. I'd just call him, check, check in on him. And he would tell me what I was wearing. He'd be like, oh, you're wearing that orange, oh. that orange sweatshirt again. And it freaked me out. And then like later on, we, we looked through a little bit more of the stuff. But I don't think, is he still alive? I think so. I don't Man, know. We might need to cut this. <laughs> but uh, so so he would have all these like he had notebooks on like mm. current presidents like and and you would pick up his phone in his house and you'd hear the crackle from like lines that were tapped into it. Oh, it was the weirdest thing. I, in his car, I would find to do lists for the day, like and it was like oh go to Ross and buy a jacket, get milk. Call Bob at the FBI. Give him this word. Like I had lists, like his oh. daily lists. I didn't know. Like until I heart. hung out with Larry, I didn't know. Like, oh, these guys are 
it's for real, like yeah. crazy. It's like a movie. Yes. I mean, like Larry, I mean, I don't know, we could probably say stuff, but Larry had a word about a terrorist deal and that's how yeah. he got, and, and they found him. Like it was in the mm -hmm. news. Oh, we found this guy drinking an airplane and I'm like, oh, that's that, <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Those guys yeah. are amazing. Like I, I no. miss, I miss that. And I know that we still have prophets that are like that, but it seems like there was an era and you must've seen it early on oh, yeah. when you were doing this. There was like this era of, like so real before it became before like the charismatic i don't want to like became commercialized and i don't want to that doesn't mm. sound right but like when it became popular no and, and instagrammy like yeah. you had this core group of people that were just freak prophets that oh i think the lord was just showing off at some point you know what i mean yeah. in, the, in the early it was it was incredible so. do you see that being raised up in the generation that you guys are um, training up or is it more gosh just i think i think they're growing you know i don't see it to the fullest of, of like those guys, you know what I mean? Right. Um, like the, what are you wearing pieces? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I remember I was at the hotel with Larry and Larry, I told Larry I had a dream last night and Larry told me what it was, you know, mm -hmm. at, a, at a hotel we were at. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not seeing that every day. But, you know, gosh, I would say like Chris and some of those guys, mm -hmm. like, yeah, that pops on them for sure. Yeah. You know, um, but again, I'm not seeing that with like the 20 year olds necessarily. I mean, it's, maybe it's there. I just don't see it. Do you see that in some of your students? Like they come in and they might not have all the teaching, but they're operating at a high level, like just a natural. Yeah, level sometimes gift you see thing. a high level gift. Mm -hmm. uh, what we see typically is, is um, well, typically is not the right word, but if we see it, um, honestly, maybe they're, what separates those guys a little bit from me mm -hmm. is their understanding of the word is incredible. So you're gonna hear Bobby. Bobby's gonna spit oh, more yeah. scripture in yeah. a in a 15 minute exhortation. He's gonna throw out more scripture than most of my students know. Right. And he's gonna throw it out by heart, yeah. and he's gonna tell you where it is, and he's gonna tell you why it's important. And and Larry's the same way. Like yep. you know, Larry's understanding of the Bible is is crazy. And mm -hmm. and even Bob Jones, you know, Bob Jones mm -hmm. quoting you know chapters of the Bible. So so I think we see this miracles, signs, and wonders for sure. Mm -hmm. I think you know. As, as uh, especially as we've done school longer, the faith for miracles is kind of there and it's sustainable. So mm -hmm. the push in the early days of having to contend, you know, we still do that, but yeah. you know, the faith level is real high yeah. there. And then we're seeing the, you know, maybe the dreams and the visions and some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, we're probably not seeing the high level, um, at least for me, um, in the young people, what's not built yet is that teaching gift. Mm -hmm. That's the super, that all those guys, you know, kind of had um the weight of right. that so but it's developing i think you know yeah so yeah i mean i think so i think what's what i would love to see maybe more and that's not to be a downer but go for it you know like larry did with me we're mm -hmm. trying to we're trying to do that consistently so you know i love to see more like kind of fathering mothering pieces in 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 that piece like that's the piece i think we're missing yeah but how do you do that with two thousand students well that's or a challenge well that students. that is the that's the challenge right how so do we so this is a conversation i'm having Right? Yeah. right now, like, is is bigger better? Or is bigger the hindrance? Or is bigger the thing that actually begins to pull back yeah. on the original intent? Well, I think, I think, I don't mind big as long as you can, you can manage, you know, the individual. So, you know, again, our school's decently big, right? Mm -hmm. And and I think we're the biggest school in the country for what we do. Yeah. Um, I think we're, we're exceptional what we do. That's my hope. And, mm -hmm. and we work really hard to do that. Um, and our goal is like as they progress through the through the system that it kind of becomes a funnel, and then as you get toward the end, you're getting that one-on-one -on -one kind of personal mentorship development that 
that you get. So that's kind of how we do it. Mm -hmm. But I do see that missing a little bit. And what we see a lot of within first year students, a lot of second year students is the hunger for fathers and mothers is, yeah. is you know, um, it's on, you know, I teach on, on the, biblically the principles of, you know, fatherhood, motherhood, what that should look like in a healthy way. Um, and even when I do it, I'm super challenged by like, should I do it? Cause the, the need it creates mm -hmm. in the environment, like this okay. is, these, you know, fathers and mothers is, is kind of our, bit of our core values yep. in there you know it's how we look at leaders and what that looks like but i would say the couple weeks after we teach that it is be my daddy for a while you know what i mean <laughs> and so it's tough because i don't know how to fill that need like right. and I'm, we're honest with them in in how we communicate but right it so is how tough. do you answer that question if if i came in and said hey, be my my daddy Oh, uh, you know, not for, a, for le you? less creepy. No, no, no. Like if I'm a student. Yeah, I'll be your daddy. You I'll be your daddy. No, this is, um, this is going <laughs> no, south very um, fast. What do we say? I mean, we're honest and we like, say. Father me, please. Yeah, we're honest I and we go, message. we go, hey, listen, why don't you just come up and start saying hello more often? And if it happens organically, it happens organically and we'll just see. But I, and I encourage them to go. There's some really great people in the environment um, and, and you're sitting next to great people. There's yeah. fathers and mothers in the room. Totally. And so, you know, often what students are challenged with is they want, they want to build. Right. You know, and I'm like, well, yeah, so do I. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I want to build too. And yeah. I married the guy's daughter, yeah. I, which I did. And, you know, it's kind of how I got my job, but um, it's not true. It's, I don't, no, I it's don't not true. that at all. But even in that context, I'm like, it's not like Bill's, you know, father me up every day. It doesn't, right. it doesn't work like that. And you right. know that, right? Totally. I mean, you work for Heidi. It's not like, you know. Uh, she tucks me in at night. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. That is, sings that me is, lullabies. That is true. Yeah, all biblical lullabies, though. Yeah, yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think that is what we we see a lot of that. It's like mm -hmm. I want, and I'm like, you know, you you pass up the the grandmother right. in the middle of class, you know, who has a ton of wisdom, ton of experience, because mm -hmm. you want, you know, somebody who has their name on a wall somewhere. It right. doesn't make any sense to me, but... Um, so yeah, we just kind of encourage them to do that. So we'll give me that. your core fathering message, just in a in a nutshell. I want to hear it. Oh gosh, yeah, in a just, nutshell. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, in a nutshell, Jesus changed the world as a son, mm -hmm. not not just as a father. He was a yeah. teacher, he's a rabbi, but but on the cross, he died as a son. And if we can understand who we are in relationship to the Father, both the Father in heaven and and fathers that God put in our life, and how to how to how to lead, how to be led that way, I think we get a lot more done in in the kingdom mm -hmm. that way. And so you look at for me kind of personal for me that the great, you know, I, I love, I love these biblical stories of fathers and sons. I, one of the core teachings for me is Abraham and Isaac. And, yep. and there's a relationship there that the Bible doesn't actually, you know, specifically express, except, you know, I probably take a little bit of leeway in, in inferring, okay, these two dudes went up and I'm just giving you my best one-liners mm -hmm. at this point, but they it. went up with a servant, right? Mm -hmm. And so we talk about servanthood a lot in church. The challenge is the servant couldn't go up the mountain. He had to wait. Only his son could. Mm -hmm. So I want to raise servants. That's true. But if you're only a servant and not a son, you're going to have to wait yep. probably. And yep. so if we can do the son thing, then we get to go up. And so it's a, it's a, it's a challenge of a son to actually have a relationship that's deep enough with a father. So, you know, a, a, you know this, right? This is not secret to you, but, you know, Abraham's, you know, 115, 120. Yeah, yeah. Puts Isaac at about, Isaac's a 25-year-old man. He's not a baby. Right. <laughs> you know? And so the, the servanthood and the, the humility in an Isaac to have to lay down for his dad right. is uniquely challenging. You know, like we don't think about that too much, but it's it's a relationship where a father sits down in pain mm -hmm. and goes, hey, I need you to sacrifice your life because of a word I got from the Lord. Hmm. I, Isaac never got that word. Isaac only heard from his dad. I have right. a ton of students that go, well, the Lord didn't tell me. And I'm like, well, did a dad tell you? That's did so a mom good, tell you? Gabe. 
And so if we can learn to, to honor fathers and mothers uh-huh. and go, I trust you. I trust you enough right. to lay down. You want to tie me up? Here are my hands. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to lay down for you. And in that context, right, I think the Lord gets to provide miracles in those yeah. moments. But, but if Isaac wanted to run away, he could have. Abraham's yeah, not totally. catching that, dude. He's 25 and he's strong. He's carrying wood right. up, a, up a flipping hill. It's, it's funny. He's every, a strong like, kid. Every picture is like him at 10. Oh, yeah. It's just not true. Isaac carried the – I mean, it's a precursor to Jesus on the – you know, carrying his cross, right? Oh, yeah. Jesus carried his cross mm-hmm. and, and Isaac's carrying the wood for his sacrifice. And so it's a precursor to Jesus getting to choose to lay down yeah. at, as a son. So, you know, the fatherhood message for me is it is about fathers, but it's much more about how are you going to respond as a son or a daughter – Two fathers and mothers, and great. and what does that what does that look like? If you, you know, and so that's kind of what we what we share, and you know, and I, I love I love those kind of deal, and I, and for me it's a personal message for me because I feel like that's how I managed my a lot of not just my relationship with the Lord, but a lot of my you know relationships at Bethel yeah. have been you know I'm I'm here to help fathers and mothers be amazing, and so I get to choose to lay down my life every day for. For a guy, because I because I trust him, right. you know, he doesn't take the place of the Lord. Like that's that's not true, mm-hmm. but you know, he definitely he definitely is a, is a father, and I treat him that way. Yeah, and so it seems know. like as you, like your whole just listening to you, your whole thing has just been serving. Like that's what I hear you saying. Like you just yeah. from day one, you've just served fathers, served the house, served. Yeah, you can probably call it that. I mean, I think I get to live. I get to have a lot of vision mm-hmm. with what I do, you know. But I think. I think fathers trust me. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. And I think that trust is built on something. So yeah, yeah it's probably built on servanthood. You yeah. know, it's built on choosing to lay down all the time. So, Come on. you know, but no, but that's not a message that's super popular. Wh- which one? Lay down. Oh, I preach it. I mean, well, Iris, yeah, yeah. right? So we yeah, yeah, preach yeah, yeah, yeah. that daily and <laughs> yeah. it's not popular. It's not. Oh, no. But it's necessary. Totally. Uh, fun fact. Uh, Abraham, when he was killed, when he was getting ready to kill his son, sacrifice his son, uh, Jehovah Jireh. It, that's the only time that Jehovah Jireh is listed right, in, really. the, in the entirety of scripture. Think about I that. did not know that, but it's I'm going to add that to my message. Time. You can have it. Yeah. yeah thank it's you. It's the only Cut time. that out. Cut that out. So that when, <laughs> when I say it, it's just mine. Cause everybody thinks Jehovah Jireh is like all throughout mm. scripture. He pays for my cell phone bill. The only time you see Jireh revealed is wow. as he's getting ready to kill his son in an act of obedience. It's amazing. Yeah. Like I, I love the story because everybody's like, oh, Abraham. And I'm like, no, no, Isaac. No, no. Listen, Abraham had a word from the Lord. Isaac never did. Yeah. And he's 25. I never he's thought about 25, that. He's 25 and he's strapping and he's strong. And mm-hmm. this older man is asking him to, hey, can you let me kill you? And what the Bible doesn't say, which I think is 100% accurate, is the relationship that has to be built right and and the and the the context of a father and a son talking about hey i need you to do this and i can in my heart i'm like i think abraham's in tears i don't mm-hmm. think Abra- abraham's not forcefully not forcing a, a a young man to do that there's yeah. no there, you know we talk about submission and, and for a lot of our people it looks like you know an mma fight i'm like that's not what submission is you know this this dad's having a, a conversation with a son yeah a painful conversation so how do you do that with your own kids? Because you got four. Uh, yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. They're and they're all. I, I saw mean, your son last night. Oh, bro, he's big. Yeah, he, he's just. He's I'm tall not. I'm stuff. not big. He's tall. He's a little wide. The the older two are both taller than me, uh, for sure. The oldest one is. I mean, he thinks he can take me, but I got daddy Mexican stuff in me. He can't do it. So I, I took out my son a couple days ago. And, yeah, uh, it just feels good. Does it feel yeah, good? It feels so good. Oh, yeah. You just got to take him down. He's legit strong, though. Like, I wrestled him the other day. I'm like, oh, Lord. I was like, 
He looks strong. Like I he's mean, a, he's he's tall. Yeah, man. I'm like this, young lamb. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull something, but I'm gonna win. Like there's no, you know what I mean. So you get done fighting, and you're like, he's like, oh, you still got it, Dad. And I'm like, yeah, I got it. And then I walk in the room, and I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 41. I'm not that okay. old. No, you're not that old. We're just a couple no, years. But old. my kid's like 17 and almost six foot tall, and and like works out. What the heck? <laughs> Do you work out with him? No, well, I can't. Ah, oh, bro, I'm old. I don't need to do all that stuff. <laughs> I agree. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah. No, my my 15 year old who plays sports. He's he's on this like you know 150 push ups a day mm -hmm. deal. I'm like, I, my, it just looks exhausting. My older two hate that stuff. My youngest one, he's just like he wakes up and just starts like, oh yeah, doing pull ups. It's, just, it's weird. But it okay, so weird. how do you take that fathering message? In with your um, own, how does that play out with your own kids? Well, I mean, for me, it's really about the the, the relationship. Right. So you have to have something to pull on. If you're going to ask these kids to do what you want, we're trying to protect relationships. So for us, really simply, like for me and Leah both, it's, you know, what do we value the most? We value connection. Right. So everything they do in life is to protect that connection. So my kids don't, I mean, we tell students, students freak out sometimes, especially the older ones. When we tell them like, oh, my students don't have, a, my, my kids don't have a ton of rules. Yeah. So my 17 year old don't have a curfew. My 15 year old doesn't have a curfew. Really? No, not at all. None? None. And they have they've, they've, they ever had it? Mm-mm. I mean, Seriously. I mean, when they're young, we we teach them what time to go to bed. They just don't have one. I don't. I don't need Why? one. Well, I trust him. So <laughs> you do. Yeah. I, I mean, that's beautiful. I'm just. Mm. I'm, I'm laughing because of yeah. I get. My, I get that kid. a lot. I get like, that a lot. And yeah. I do trust them. Yeah. But I only trust them after we've given them rules and they've. Yeah. They've so I trust them. I have. So we do kind of. We have great. I mean, this is my hope. I'm hoping this works out. So yeah. Far, I want to so hear this. Good. Give it to me. But I'm still a lot of stuff from Bill, to be honest. Okay. So, um yeah, so we we create great connection, and then we go. Listen, you don't have really. Here's here's the boundaries I want you to live, and my boundaries are pretty pretty far away. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So as long as I can trust you, I don't have to put rules. I find that most parents put rules on their kids not because of something their kids did, but because of something they did. Totally right. So I'm scared of relationships, so you can't date. I'm like, well, let me know how that works out for you. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So. Um, we put boundaries on our kids when when they can't manage themselves. Right. Like, so that's true. And But I do that for everything. Like, I don't check my kids. I ask them sometimes, you know, how's school going? Mm -hmm. I'm not checking their homework. I'm not responsible for their work at school. I don't manage any of that. Now, if they can't keep up their, their stuff, right. then I have to do it. So, like, right. Judah, for example, you know, his freshman year, he gets a D yeah. in math. I'm like, oh, now, now your school's mine. Mm -hmm. So I give you all kinds of freedom. Right. You didn't do it. Now it's mine. So, I totally get Yeah. That. So he has to, like, he hates life for <laughs> six months. Or not six months, but a semester, basically, you know. So he's up. He's doing work for me. He's going to school. He's yeah. coming home. He's doing his homework. He's doing more work, and he goes to bed. And basically, that's that's weeks. And so you've put rules on him when he when he misses the mark. Oh yeah. You, okay. If you don't miss the mark, yeah. I'm like, why why do I have to manage you? How how high of a bar do you have when it comes to grades with your kids? Uh, my grades are you're gonna try as best you can. My expectation is you're gonna get above. My expectation is you're gonna get above a C, right? C's are like. C's for me are dad I tried and mm -hmm. really it's a hard class and yeah. I got a C. Yep. I'm expecting B's mm -hmm. primarily because I'm like, come on. Yeah. Like a B is I did my homework. Right. So, you know, so that's kind of what I expect. Dude, this is, I'm, the, I'm the exact same way. Yeah. I just said, I go, it's, it, well, C's are better. Yeah, C's are better. But if you get a C, you're going to explain to me why. Right. And if you can't tell me, dad, I, I worked and I got it, which has happened a few times. Dad, I worked hard. It's yeah. geometry. I got a C. Yeah. All right. Great. And I know my kid, like, you know, different kids have different you know, different strengths. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not asking for anything, you know, I wouldn't ask myself of. I just want, I want you to try real hard yeah. and do your very best. So, but you know, in that context, they do that. And so, you know, but because I don't give my kids, like Diego has no curfew, but he goes to bed at, at nine every day. Right. And 
he puts himself to bed and he gets up at six and he does his homework and he's done by 11 and he goes to work out and goes to play and he plays sports and he does all the stuff and it's awesome yeah but people are like wow you know you put him to bed i'm like i don't put my kid to bed he's he because he manages himself yeah he goes hey the thing i love is sports i can't do that well right. if i'm up at new up till midnight you right. know so judah my, my oldest he's up till like one i'm like be up till one just manage your work and he does mm -hmm. i love it man dude i we I feel like I can I can chat with you for hours, man. It's super easy, but I know oh, I know you got I know you got time, and I, we stole you away from him. No, it's it's here, all right. Man. No, it's good. I, I like talking to you, so I good. I like talking to me <laughs> yeah. too. Uh, no, I love I love <laughs> chatting with you, man. Um, I I did have one question for you though. Sure. It seems like there's a lot of transition going on. Right there now. is transition with the world, the school, Bethel, leadership. Yeah. Like how how are you guys handling that? Uh, not, and I'm yeah. not specifically, you know, I'm not speaking to one specific incident, mm. but this whole thing. So COVID, the school's online. I mean, I'm teaching my, my, uh, second year class online. It's yeah. so different. How are you guys handling all those transitions taking place? Um, I mean, the honest answer is as best we can. I think we do a good job in some spaces, in some spaces we're just, you know, barely, barely making it. I think, you know, y'all can't see, but Katie's in the corner who's, you know, administrates for us and. I mean, those are the heroes at the moment, to be 100% honest, not just because she's there, but I'm like, yeah, I, I could not show up every day and stuff would still get done because yeah. Katie's there. So, yeah, um, she's pretty stellar. She's pretty stellar. But that's the reality of where we're at is like, oh, there, there's people we always knew were important are extremely yeah. important and valuable. And and then, you know, we just, we just try the best. I think some of the bigger transitions, you know, um, Eric and some of those things, mm -hmm. I'm like, yep, those are things that... There's lots of conversations about and and trying to figure out okay what's the what's the what's the Lord on how do we mm -hmm. move forward what does it look like COVID is a pain yeah you know and COVID, you know this like I'm not trying to say anything political I'm just COVID is an extra pain because of the state I live in mm -hmm. at the moment I have totally. I have friends in Oklahoma that are killing the game right now mm -hmm. they're having like big churches bigger than Bethel and yeah. I'm like oh I'm a little you know I'm reading through don't be envious <laughs> in my Bible because I'm like are you kidding me right so in that context it's hard. Mm -hmm. You know, I have students that gave their whole life to come here and, yeah. and I and they can't be together. So it's tough. But I think the students are doing an exceptional job. You know, I think that if they can for all of us, if we can capture the moment we're in mm -hmm. and understand what the Lord's trying to build in us, I think we pop out better yeah. on the other side. But it's it's tough, you know. I think everybody's a little extra tired, a little extra worn out, a yeah. little extra annoyed. Like yeah. that is all true come all on. the time. And 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 while it's tough, I'm like, Oh, it's good for us. Yeah. It really is good for us. So. It's good. It's I don't. Stretched. I don't love it. I hate it. Have you, oh, no, have you like got it. it yet? Oh yeah. How was it? Um, I was out for like a couple, gosh, a week maybe. But then I had a, like a like a tickle in my throat mm -hmm. for, gosh, like two months. And my doctor, who's great, was like, yeah. "You're just gonna have it, just what it is." But for me, that tickle in my throat, like if I get a cold, on a normal thing, I have a tickle in my throat for a month. So okay. it's just kind of a thing I get. And she's he's like, "Well, you get it, you get it." It was tough. It wasn't like I wasn't. I've had flus that were tougher. Like that's mm -hmm. true. So I'm, that's not to demean anything for anybody. I'm just like, yeah, it, I could see where it could be unique, you know, uniquely challenging. Dude, for, it kicked my butt. Yeah, kicked, I was on, like, honestly, it was. It hasn't been to the last two or three days that I actually feel like I'm starting to be myself again oh. after two months. Yeah, my lung, it affected my lungs. I think like hiking and doing some of that stuff. Like yeah. you could definitely feel it. Yeah, for, oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel that. But like for me, it hit me with the fogginess mm. where like I lost my short term memory. 
Oh, really? Like, like and even now, I was trying to remember <laughs> Abraham Lincoln like a half, like a half hour ago. And oh. it was, it's no, it's I was like, and it, I had to sit there, close my eyes, and like actually oh, wow. think through. It's so like, weird. My memory's was, crap anyway, so it's probably <laughs> mine's okay. But it, but I was in bed for like two and a mm. half weeks. Yeah, I was in bed for probably like six days. But like day Gosh, day day three, mm-hmm. and my wife's super nuts, kind of organic, crazy, right? So. I was. It runs in the family. Yeah, I was hope. Yeah, it's my <laughs> I mean, honestly, like by day two, I was like, please let me lose my taste because she's giving me crap that I'm like, this is nasty. But if I'm honest, I'm like, oh, I have friends that didn't do all that stuff, and right. she's pumping me full of vitamins mm-hmm. and things and you know whatever blue pills and mm-hmm. crazy stuff. And yeah, by day three, I was like, well, it's pretty pretty all right. I just had that kind of lingering cough, but come on, it was fine. Yeah. Well. So, uh, listen, man, I'm so happy you're doing good. I'm so happy yeah, you're doing better. You. you got the school is up and running. You got any yeah. big plans for next year for the school? I mean, we're coming back, um, kind of weird, but we're coming back to tents because California where it's at. So, and it rains here. So we were doing outside school, which is, which is kind of great. Well, and you're coming back to tents? Tents, bro. We what got you, tents, mean? like old camp meeting style tents. Like big circus? Big, big, uh, less circus, more Farm style, but yeah, but okay. big, yeah. So I don't understand. We're gonna put them in the parking lot because, because okay. So if, if you're listening and you're not from Reading, Reading yeah. gets cold and wet mm-hmm. in the in the winter time. So it's about to start rainy season, mm-hmm. right? So we got really blessed with the weather where it was at. So we're having church on the ball field, um, okay. but we can't do it anymore because it rains. Okay, dirt gets muddy. So we got these big tents that are coming to be set up over Christmas, and so students will come back to tents, and so we get to have church outside, which, which. Doesn't quite make sense to me. Mm-hmm. A, a tent outside versus an inside, but right. whatever. It's I want four walls, yeah. but I want to have school, right? So for me, like, I want to have school. Mm-hmm. So I'll do whatever, almost what, almost whatever it takes to have yeah. school because I think our students deserve it. So big tents, and yeah, That's I'll awesome. invite you. You'll preach in a tent just oh, for fun. Please. It's gonna be awesome. Please, I love a good old fashioned tent. Oh, right? it's gonna be great. You, you really blessed me. I know Katie. Katie was part of. It. So is this guy Corey over here. But oh yeah, you guys gave me the opportunity to speak at the second year. I've done it a couple of times to the whole school or the whole second year, but my missions, uh, the missions class I need to do. I just love oh. it so much. You well, listen, really honestly, like- you're really high rated, not going to lie, because we actually check, right? We check up and my, our students love you and you kill every time. Have you're I not- offended anybody? I hope so. Where it's come back to you? I mean, I hope. Has come no. back to you? No. <laughs> oh, I'm, no. I, I'll try to do this. You should this do that. Time. I'm yeah. keep pushing the boundary. Oh, a I'm bit. collecting offenses right now. It's like a, it's like a little thing. And I mean, we're in the paper for everything, right? I get, phone, I get two, I do church on the ball field. I get 50 phone calls about it's too loud. I'm just like, oh, this is fun. Now it's just a game at this point. It's like, how many people can I make? Can I annoy? I, I, I reached out to Aaron. I don't know Aaron well, mm. but Aaron Tassaro. Tassaro. And I was like, bro, you're crushing it, man. Like. He's like, I'm, I just want this season to end. Oh. But man, the amount of work that that guy does. He's oh, the, it's crazy. Yeah. He's Bethel's PR. He just fields guy. emails. Yeah. From. He he got us through one of the worst seasons that earlier on this year, like we had an issue come up and I need his wisdom. It, oh. I was blown away at how. At yeah, how, he's a brilliant guy. How brilliant he is. And, yeah. he, and just peace. And, and there's a, a an amazing woman that works outside of him. Is it Lauren? I don't know. Actually, they they were they were spectacular. Listen, man, Thank we've you. gone way over. Oh well, which I which I love. We need to do this again. Yeah, but next time uh, we need to do it from like a, a river somewhere or, or like on a field. That'd be great. Shooting deer. <laughs> totally, I'm down because we need to do that. I'm, I'm going. Um, you should all. Well, this comes out, it'll probably be over. But um, <laughs> next week, I'm going to go to Idaho and okay. go shoot a cow elk just for meat. But it'd be Seriously. fun. Yeah. I've I've always been skunked with elk. 
I have two so far, but really? this one, this one, I'm pulling a friend's depredation tag. Okay. So I should not get skunked because he's like, they're in my field. So yeah. I'm hoping that that'll all work out. I head tomorrow to Texas. I think you've been there, uh, Kerrville. Yep. I'm going to go out to uh, Richard's place. Kerrville's great. And uh, Bill was just there. Yeah, he was. Bill was just there, sense. went hunting, didn't shoot anything. I thought I, I was told. Well, he, he shot. He shot. Uh, yeah, but Richard lets him say uh, he shot a uh, black, maybe a black buck. I forget what he shot. Axis or something. Axis like that. and, Axis and, uh, and uh, something else. But he Richard lets him shoot stuff, mm. and he's like, "My freezer's full." I'm like, "Oh, I'm definitely not there yet." <laughs> I'm like, "I haven't hunted enough to to be like, oh, I'm good." I'm kind of always like, "Where is it?" Shoot right. It. <laughs> no, I'm so. I'm the same way. Oh, I love it, man. Well, listen, thank you for coming in. Yeah, thank and you. And just hanging out, man. I I really I really appreciate your time. I I appreciate. Uh, all that you do, man, and I think the fruit is evident. I I get to receive. Uh, well, I think now we we have about five interns that come. Oh. Um, but we've had uh, interns come through the that that have finished up the second year, and they've just made my life amazing. And oh, you get to see the that. fruit. Like I got David off screen. Joao, he was my my first intern, and then Joel. Like the 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 capacity those guys have, the maturity. It, it's evident that what you guys are doing is spectacular oh, thank you and we get the best and and i know we have we have other interns that work in the office that are that are third years but they're all spectacular man and and uh i love watching what you guys are doing i love seeing the fruit of it and it really is it's it's amazing you guys have the largest uh with i think the largest ministry school in yeah America. it is i mean yeah it is yeah so that's amazing man and thank you for all that you do yeah. Thanks. So we got to do this again. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Do you have any, you have a book? I'm working on a book. Oh, you're working on it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm working on one. It's all up here. Yeah, it's all, it's all <laughs> up here. It's coming out little by little. So we'll, I'm working on it. Okay. Well, when it comes out, we'll, we'd love to have you back That'd on. That'd be great. And uh, yeah, so I'll see you in three years, four years. I'll see you. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Dude, it took me five years. Corey, Corey like designed the cover. He spent so much time, and then like five years went by, we did nothing with That's it. That's awesome. That's kind of how I how I do books. Oh, good. Well, yeah. hope I don't do exactly like that, but yeah. <laughs> Listen, thank you guys for watching. Uh, we're it's been great to have you here, Gabe. Thank and, you. And uh, if people want to check you out, follow you, do anything, I don't care about that. Doesn't but do I mean, you can. Stuff. You can. You can follow me. I'm on Instagram. I don't. I, you might want to follow me because I post like once a year, twice I, a year. You know what? I checked that out before you came in. If you want to, if you want to like. Keep up with Gabe. Follow his wife. Yeah, my wife. Leah. And uh, yeah, don't, don't, I don't care. I don't care about that stuff. I really don't, to be honest. So. You're a man after my own heart. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. It. Bless you guys. Uh, if, if this blessed you, send it to somebody. Thank you for watching. Subscribe. Do all the things that uh, younger people tell you to do at the end of their videos. Corey hates it when I say that, but do it. Do whatever Gabe says. And uh, if you want some information on BSSM, you yeah. can go to the... Yeah, bssm.com, uh, I think, is going to be .net. It's going to be .net. That's why we have Katie here. BSSM.net. You've heard it here first. It's about to happen. How much I get online. Great. <laughs> Bless you guys. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Dude, I, I love it. Thank you. Great. Very, very, very great. Thank you.